Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three faithful co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Say hello! Hello! I'll say something, but it's not hello. Is that you love being here? I do love being here. It's alright. I just don't like doing what I'm told, as you know. <laughs> it's a thing to yeah. do. <laughs> we know, Matt. My small rebellion every every week. <laughs> uh, you have to get your shots in where you can, buddy. Well, exactly. I mean, I'm going to have to do everything you want me to do anyway in the podcast, because that's just how it rolls. But <laughs> Well, I mean, I take so much time to write the scripts. You guys could at least try to follow them. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they're going to be reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Rogar McLeod, our paladin sorcerer. And, uh, hey, well done on surviving last week. Hey, it was touch and go. <laughs> it was. Yeah. All victories. Wow. This is what happens when you care, everyone. This is what <laughs> happens when you care. Yeah, I think that was a pretty big victory. I mean, that was a tough fight. Tough fight to win. Yeah, we did okay. I mean, yes, especially since Tommy was alone for a a big chunk of it. Mm. All I had to do was hang in there while the cavalry arrived, and and it was, yeah, it was close, but I mean, trying to fight a four person encounter on your own is, um, yeah, not something (laughs) I want to repeat anytime soon. So let's reiterate, everybody, don't split the party. Or split the party, but then reconvene the party before fighting. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes things get sprung on you. They do, and that's where I have my fun. I'm going to Google <laughs> feet into meters now, just to remind myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you need a post-it on your laptop. I, just... <laughs> I really do. If he says over 100, that means I'm really far away. <laughs> <laughs> right, 100 100- Feet is thirty meters. Okay. okay. It's not that it's not five meter five feet, it's five meters. And everything is in meters. And we're just much bigger than we you know. <laughs> I'll be right on top of you. I'll be like <laughs> uh, But yeah, I mean last week you guys attempted to rescue Valmin, but you were stuck in your tracks by two rather nasty creatures known as red hags and they took turns beating the shit out of Tommy, striking him with lightning, draining his uh, hydration from his skin, his internal organs, and just like decaying him on the inside. I mean, I, I straight up wasn't having a good time. You were not. <laughs> <laughs> but you uh, managed to duck, duck, dive, and dodge your way past them to run up to the top of the tower just as the cavalry started arriving to uh, get them off your back. And, yeah, you made it to the top just as the airship was getting ready to leave with Valmin. And you were all gung-ho for going up there and, well, let's be frank, dying horribly. But you were talked around to maybe a a better option? No, no, I mean, you did have plans about maybe stowing away on board. Maybe that had been a possibility with uh, some ingenuity on your part. I don't know. But instead, you were talked down by the man who kidnapped Valmin, <laughs> Kalen. Our uh, resident mercenary. Well, that's the thing when you deal with mercenaries. Friend one day, enemy the next, and sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes yeah. it's within the hour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was a smart move. It was as as a as a player, it was always the smart move, really. But um, you know, it had it had to make sense to Tommy. And I mean, stowing away would have been the option 
if I hadn't been immediately spotted by everybody on the ship. <laughs> I mean, that, that kind of put, put, put a dampener on that idea. Yeah. <laughs> they were all just sort of stood on the top of the deck, just looking around and you appear. Like, yeah. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, there went that idea. Yeah. But you were assured that Valmin was alive, and, well, it seems this group of people that you knew to be the firm had gone to a lot of trouble to take him alive, so I don't know, maybe he's going to get a little tortured at the worst of it, but you're at least pretty confident they don't want to kill him. It's a lot of effort to just kill him outright, so maybe there's uh, reasons they want him. But you and Kaelin kind of came to a agreement that he'd trade you a bit of information for free passage out of here or at least avoiding a fight. And you turned round, leveled your guns on the red hags that were still alive, and one of them was doing quite a number on the party as uh, R4, your new robot buddy, was down and decaying. Rogar is the closest to death he's been in a long time, and even Sophia was looking pretty hurt at this point, despite being uh, ranged for a lot of the fight. It was uh, kind of dire. Yeah, that wasn't a fun spell. No. <laughs> Ah, oh, that aura was just beautiful. I loved it. <laughs> mm. uh, but leveling some final shots, stabbing it in the back, and all around just wailing on my uh, poor red hacks, you managed to defeat them. The airship sadly flew away, but you're alive, and all of you in one piece now that R4 has passed his death saves and Tommy's looking at repairing him. And I guess, I guess that's why we're back. And You've had a week to think about what you want to say to Kaelin, so what are we doing here, uh... Boys and girls, at the moment, Tommy and Kaelin are still at the top of the tower. Uh, the rest of you are now at the bottom of the tower. I'm going to assume Solara will just sort of come inside now that it's safe. And, uh, yeah, what's going on? Well, I'm probably going to bring um, Kaelin down under armed guard, but not not particularly hostile at this point, to, to the rest of the party, I think, while everyone's sort of picking themselves up and dusting themselves off. Um, I probably just like, yeah, that sounds good. Probably just so that it's on the pod. Go pick up my bow and arrow. Not bow and arrow, my bow. Oh yeah, yeah. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Did you drop anything, Tommy? Oh no, you don't have to anymore, do you? I don't have to drop any guns now, and I don't think I got my swords out for. Oh the no, you um, you threw a horn. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'll go, I'll go pick up the horn. That's very true. <laughs> You just grab this big metal gorgon horn that you dropped <laughs> out of your uh, satchel. <laughs> no, want to be hornless. Nope. <laughs> it's important. Yep. Um, I think all I said I did is I, I have, happen to have a, a water skin of half-orc blood, and I'm good to drink it. Oh, yeah. Okay, Rogar's getting crunk in the corner. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Kaelin looks at you all, and you see this... Um, you would really not be able to pick this man out from any other mercenary you've ever seen. His clothing's a little nicer, maybe. His spear looks hmm, like it's worth a, a little bit of coin, but otherwise he's just a a bald-headed, slightly uh, goateed-looking mercenary dude with a uh, bit of light armor on. But apparently he is one of the higher-ups in the Golden Seal, or at least he was leading this particular expedition, as far as you know. As he comes down the stairs next to Tommy, he sort of nods towards you all and goes, I take it, these are your friends, all intact, yes? Uh, looks be way. Fucking hell, guys, what do you do to R4? He didn't like some of the spells that they were casting. Jesus, it's going to take a lot of repairing. I mean, gods. Um, 
Uh, right, well, this, this is Kaelin. He's one of the guys who kidnapped Balmin. So we're killing and, him then, yeah? <laughs> well, Rogar, Rogar like, drags himself up and starts pulling his sword. <laughs> well, I mean, not right at this moment, anyway. So we had a little discussion upstairs. Uh, turns out that airship was rather well um, suited with a lot of people on board. So rather than alert them all to come and kill me, uh, we had a little discussion and this gentleman here is going to furnish us with some knowledge in return for us not killing him, at least right now. He's going to drop some knowledge on our ass, is he? He is. <laughs> well then, Kenan, earn your life. He kind of cocks an eyebrow at you, Tommy, seeing that you're still sort of bleeding heavily and kind of leaning on the wall to catch your breath. And <laughs> Rogar, who tried to stand up looking impressive, but looks to be straining under the weight of his own greatsword at this point. And R4 is a rusted pile of metal in the corner. Really, only Solara looks in good shape and she doesn't even wear any armor. So he's kind of looking around like, yeah, you guys are talking a bigger game than I think you could actually put up right now. But okay. And sort of shrugs at you all. Well, um, yes, it is true. I offered to trade some information for my safe passage from here. And, well, I do know a little something about those people who have absconded with your friend. First of all, I wish to make one thing clear. The man who left in the other airship is not a member of our company, in case you were under this misapprehension. He has furnished us with information in the past and told us a little bit about this particular bounty. He seemed to have interest in it. We were willing to work together, but he is not a member of the guild. Good, because he's a dick. <laughs> yes, I must admit I found some of his, um, how should we say, appetites. And he kind of looks at the bodies that were staked outside the tower of the two guards who are like their chests have just burst open where the red hags came through and he kind of sneers at it a little bit and goes yes, mm, quite distasteful I must admit that said, a job is a job and you do what you can for the coin you are paid now, as to your friends up there I do not know how much any of you know but they have been a client of ours in the past normally quite secretive but I am privy to the knowledge that they go by the name of the firm. They are a highly secretive organization, and they have quite a wide reach. And as you can imagine from the tools at their disposal that you saw today, they are quite dangerous. I cannot say exactly what interest they had in your gnome friend. He did not seem happy to be going there, but he also didn't seem terrified for his life, if that gives you any comfort. He seemed to be rather accepting of his fate and did not attempt to fight or run. Perhaps he realized it was impossible with Lorik so close, but perhaps he simply knew that those people who are taking him would not do much to harm him. I can tell you this. I do not know too much about the firm. As I say, they are secretive. I could not tell you who their leader is. I could not tell you much about the people on that airship. I will say that the man leading them was a dwarf by the name of Thurga Iron Grain. Dragonborn, who captained the ship, introduced herself as 
Masia. The rest of the crew seemed to be those strange mechanical contraptions, but there were some non-machine crew members, and this is what I think you will find interesting. I have traveled a lot in my career, and I have a thing for accents. I noted that pretty much every human crew member who was not the captain or the dwarf spoke with a particular accent. One that I have come to be familiar with is the natives of Zephira. In fact, I would put a coin on them being from Arankashore, the city of the desert. It is mm, quite a magnificent city. I've had the pleasure of visiting it a few times. And the accent, as I say, is well known to me. So, I would suppose this for you all in a trade for my free passage here. That airship, whether it was built there, crewed there, or what have you, certainly makes regular port within that city. If you wish to try and trace the firm, that would be a place to start. Hmm. Hmm. Insight check him. Yep. Yeah, you can insight check him. I was just saying, did that, does that mean anything to any one of us, the the, the name Ishan Kishore? My insight with advantage got an eight. <laughs> I got an 11, so I mean, this is why we don't bother. This is why we don't bother. <laughs> oh, you guys with your crappy wisdoms. What's um, fucking point? <laughs> as far as you can both tell, he seems to be being pretty straight with you. Sorry, does, does the name of the place mean anything to us? Aran Kishore. Yeah. Uh, well, it depends. It means something to one of you. Depends if he remembers. Oh, he remembers. <laughs> Sorry? If, it's me, if it's me, probably not. I've got to be honest. <laughs> if, if it happened before, before our break, then um, yeah, probably not. <laughs> you were once told by a particularly reliable, if not cryptic, entity that your father resided in a Rand Kishore. <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of say to the others, uh, it rings a bell, but let's have a chat about it later. All right. Right. Uh, do you know anything about Balspawn? Um, he's gonna can do a check. Yeah. Oh, and no, I just wanted to know if he's. I don't know. No, no, no. It's a fair question to ask him. He yeah. thinks about it for a moment. Kind of shrugs. Says, um, "I have heard the term. I can't say I'm particularly familiar with the the children of a dead god." So, so just, just, just to, just to theorize it, bro. Your, your boy, you, you just, you know, well, I don't know, helped you with that bounty or whatever. Pretty confident he's a Balsborn. Just, just putting that out there, you know, helping, you know, God of Murder hobos or whatever. He kind of raises his eyebrows at that, like a little surprised, but not like shocked. He just goes, mm, "I see. Well, then I suppose to a degree I am lucky to be alive after dealing with one." Yeah, probably, probably, probably quite a fair assessment. Yeah, perhaps. I then look at Tommy and hedge away a little bit. Wait, just just before you disappear, I assume, I assume you're gonna leave. He's not going anywhere just yet, what? Oh, okay, fine. I was just gonna see, you know, see, you know, we might need some mercenaries uh, at some point. You know, just wondering how much these guys cost. You know, I thought it was a fair question. Well, it would depend upon the job. Um, I am intending to leave soon. I will go collect my uh, comrade 
Ellis, who you have told me is alive, and I'm going to assume is probably sat in a tavern somewhere licking his wounds. And after that, I was intending to return to the guild, but as of right this second, I am not hired by anyone. So if there is something you wish me to do, and so kind of looks at all of you. exclusive then? No. So if someone places a contract with us, we will do our best to fulfill that contract. We do pride ourselves on success, but we also pride ourselves on being very expensive. So we will take pretty much any job and the price will be set depending on how difficult or dangerous it might be or perhaps on how much manpower we expect it to be. For example, you expect us to track someone down, you know where they are, fine. We will go hunt them, bring them to you, it will be quite cheap. You expect us to find someone who you have no clue where they are, well, that will run you a bit more. If you expect us to find someone who you don't know where they are and we assess them to be incredibly dangerous, we will do the job, but it will cost you a lot. Do you see how this works? Mm. Interesting. So, we so charge more. Whoa, I was just thinking... So you got a couple of vacancies in the team now, courtesy of us, I might add. Is it, um, how'd you get into this crew, gang, firm, whatever you want to call yourselves? Hmm. He kind of, that one, he is a little bit taken aback and goes, you wish to join the guild? Um, well, I'm not, well, I'm not saying I do necessarily, just, you know, we look, we look for work. We're in a similar sort of trade. That's fair. Um, if you wish to be a full member of the guild, which would give you access to guild contracts, uh, it is pretty simple, to be honest with you. You must seek out our commander, and once you have found him, which, I mean, I can tell you where he currently is, if this particularly interests you, he will normally set you some sort of joining task. Perhaps it will be to hunt down a particularly dangerous monster that we have a bounty for. Perhaps it will be to, you know, kidnap someone, kill someone, go sort something for us. Basically, he will pick a job that he thinks is relevant to your skill set from what he has available. You succeed, you're in. Congratulations. That means you get full uh, guild percentage on any bounties collected, rather than uh, nothing. <laughs> and essentially, we will put work your way, as and when we think it aligns to your particular skill set. Or you can just go asking and he'll tell you what's on offer, that sort of thing. Interesting. Kind of seems up our street. Uh, go on, where is he? Might not uh, be able to head over just yet, but something to think about in the future. Yes, at the moment we uh, make camp. Uh, are any of you familiar with the city of Henshala in the uh, northwest? Heard of it? Yeah. Our uh, camp is a bit south of there, probably about a day south of their main city. So if you head from Varadin, you'll be talking more or less due northwest. What? Interesting. Thank you for that. So, uh, so can I just, uh, can, I, can, I, can I do something, Cookson? What do you want to do? Well, it depends on what you want to do, I guess. <laughs> well, I want, I want to cast Message yeah. on Kaelin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say, just on the down low, I'm trying to find a body. Any ideas how much that might run me? Uh, if you're trying to do it without anyone seeing you, roll me a sleight of hand. A sleight of hand to, to cast Message? Well, it uh, has a... Um, somatic component, right? I have no idea. You have to do uh, little hands. I believe you do for message. Let me double check. If there's no somatic component, then mm, maybe it takes verbal, somatic, and material. So yeah, you would definitely need a sleight of hand and fake a cough as you cast a spell. Okay. So I would say to do this, you just have to beat everybody's passive perception, which I'm going to tell you right now, Tommy's is pretty high. Is it? Uh, I huh. think it's an 18 passive. 
Uh, yeah, my passive is 18. And I rolled an 18. Yeah. Interesting. It beats. Wow, yeah. Fair enough, yeah. then. Um, Rogar, with an 18, you do manage to successfully cast that, and nobody notices you. Um, so you ask him how much would a body cost? Yeah. He is a little... If he's surprised, he doesn't really show it. At least you see this man has quite a good poker face, which probably comes in handy for the line of work he's in. And you hear back, depends on what the body is and whether you know where it is. See, I suppose to reply, I'd have to do another sleight of hand, wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. That's, that's um, a hard check to make, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he, he looks at all of yours... Of course, there is the other side of the coin. If you wish to acquire any of our services, do let me know. And uh, I will probably head to a tavern. I hear the ogre's eye is uh, not too bad for a cheap drink. And uh, that's probably where Ellis is, since he likes to uh, not spend too much when he's on a job. But unless there's anything else, I will uh, bid you all farewell. Um, I don't know, guys, but off... Uh, off I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, off topic, do, do any of you guys actually... Anything else you want to say to him? Um, no, I don't think so. Oh, um, we got a ring from um, Ryan Horton, author. So I don't know if we want to show it to him because then he might want to take probably it. probably want it back, yeah. Yeah, let's just leave it. <laughs> As he's walking away, he does stop at the end of the tower and goes, Oh, one thing you should know. Once a contract is completed, all loyalty to that particular client ends until the next contract. So that's why you told us this? Yes. Do be aware that that cuts both ways if you hire us. Once contract is completed, I can tell anyone what I want. Fair mm. play. Interesting. All right. Well, thank you for being so candid with us. And I mean, I know it was for your life, but I'm sure we'll meet again, perhaps on the same side. Well, that will be an interesting day. As I say, if there's anything more you wish to discuss with me, whether it is matters of business or what have you, I will be in the tavern in your city, at least for tonight. I will leave early in the morning. I have no other reason to be here now. Good and, to know. Uh, with that, he will start making his way back to the city. Should we just follow him? I mean, what what else have we got to do? I mean, does he, does he want to travel with us? Safety in numbers, actually. Yeah, you can ask him that if you want. Hey, before you, um, before you head off, mate, uh, fancy travelling with us? Safety in numbers, all that? He kind of... A bit wild. He doesn't uh, overly slow down, but he sort of shrugs and yells over his shoulder. If you wish to tag along, then be my guest. As you say, things are dangerous out here. Don't think I necessarily require more of a workout today. What do you think, guys? Well, look at look everyone else. to lose by having somebody who's actually healthy with us, is there? No. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> You're going to try and chat to him while we walk? Me? Yeah. No, because I'm I'm not making that bloody slight hand <laughs> check again. Christ above! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ghoul in full plate armor. <laughs> it's not exactly my best skill, even if I am proficient. And that's only because you're Etz Sven. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the power of Sven guided your hands. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we'll just we'll just head on back. I mean, Tommy's still, gotta be honest, pretty annoyed. With himself, he's kind of playing over the scenario now in his head, so he's probably going to be a bit, a little bit quiet. I'm going to head over towards Tommy and put my hand on his shoulder and say, mate, if that guy hadn't had talked you down, you'd be dead right now. We'd all be dead right now. Or oh, I might be stowed away on the ship 
currently cutting Valmin's bonds. I don't know. Well, that dude saw you. Who else saw you, do you think? Fucking a lot of them. That's why I'm not up there. Exactly. So I'm saying, like, I mean, yeah, but you can't if help them if you're dead. Been your brother on there. How would you uh, feel? Brother's What's being you? a bit of a twat at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I, apples and oranges, I guess. But I'm just, I'm just glad we're not leaving dead. behind once we found him, so... I suppose you kind of know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, at least we're not dead. There is that. Speak for yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Undead isn't dead, technically. I don't know if I'm... I, I, I don't even think I'm technically undead. I don't know yeah. why I am. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? No, no, come here, <laughs> let me stand. How are you? Uh, yeah, so... I guess we make our way back then. Okay. Do you uh, have anything else to do? Yeah. So you start walking back, and Tommy, as you're kind of thinking over things, you do look towards the horizon. You just see a little black dot disappearing into the distance, and yeah, you know that 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 little spot contains one of your only longest-lived friends. And as I do, it flickers for a second, and I see a symbol. Ugh! And shiver and shake my head. Blink a few times, slap myself on the side of the head, just get it together, Tommy. Get it together. Rogar's going to break out the banjo. Oh, I forgot about this fucking banjo. <laughs> Once was a, a gnome named Valmin. I was, I'm not going to make up a whole song. No, and, and Tommy's <laughs> going to stare daggers at you right now. So you all start making your way back. I mean, I don't know if there's anything particularly any of you want to discuss with each other, but one thing that does happen, um, Solara walks next to you, Sophia, and goes, um, yo, remind me, uh, there's something I need to talk to you about later, okay? Um, just come find me out before we go to sleep. Well, of course, I'll be right next to you, but you're, you're alright? Everything alright? She looks a little nervous, and shakes her hand, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. It's fine. It's just a few things. <laughs> it's been a hell of a lot. Hell of a long day. Yeah, I mean, almost died several times, so. Yeah, that was a bummer. You... Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Saw you all dead on the ground and everything. Yeah, that's okay. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anybody else want to do anything? I mean, I assume. Uh, Tommy, what have you done with R4? Have you just packed him up for now? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, just carrying him over your shoulder as a big chunk of metal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've I've got that bag of holding and haven't I? And we haven't tr- we haven't really sorted everything out yet. So let's just. Just, just say I've, I've shoved as much as I can in the bag of holding. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't breathe, so he doesn't instantly die. So that's a yeah. good thing. <laughs> <laughs> One bonus of him being a robot, just chuck him in the bag of holding. Uh, in two and a bit hours' time, he's going to wake up in there and be fucking confused. Unless you take him out sooner. <laughs> He'll be fine. <laughs> he always seems a little bit confused. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, you guys make your way back to the city then. Yeah, I'm assuming we're all quite close to each other as we're walking, so, you know, there's not really much you can do, is there? No. Well, when you get inside, I mean, Kaylin kind of says his goodbyes to you all and starts heading off towards the Ogre's Eye. What are the rest of you doing? I mean, it's gone midday at this point, so you've still got an afternoon if you want to do anything in particular. Jesus, is that still so long? Well, other than we need to fix our four and have a long rest. Um, no, well, let's not. Let's short rest for now, at least. Roll some fucking hit die. Oh, so are we going home to short rest or what? Well, I mean, we, yeah. let's pro- let's probably not go in the ogre's eye because 
don't immediately want to start a fight with a wizard. Um, <laughs> but Come yeah, we... a nice cafe, get a croissant, a tea. Oh, I know what I really yeah. need to do. I really need some arrows. Oh, oh, arrows! You've reminded me. What? I assume you're saying that out loud. Yeah. Uh, and I'll reach into my bag of holding, and I will pull out. Hang on a minute. The bag of holding, formerly known as the bag of holding. Yeah, but my bag of holding. Yes. Um, wait, 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 wait. Wait. I have ten plus one arrows, <gasps> and I will hand them to you. Oh, thank you, mate. Where'd you get these from? Well, long story short, the Dreamlands has some nice shit, but is a very, very dangerous place. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. I feel like uh, when Rogar tells the stories of the Dreamlands, it's like it's like um, sandwiched on both sides of, yeah, there's some really cool stuff here. All this happened. I almost died and everything tried to kill me. Yeah, but this great thing's happened. <laughs> the other thing tried to eat me. Oh, yeah, there's also aliens. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> there's aliens. A... Two guys died. <laughs> Fond memories. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought the ghost of Kren. <laughs> it, was, it was it was an interesting few days. <laughs> Are you telling us that you fought the ghost of Kren? Not yet, I'm guessing. But you could do. I might just mention it in like the 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 randomness of the conversation. Why not? I mean, I mean, and the great thing is, is that we don't we have no idea if you're telling the truth because no no does Rogar bullshit a lot. He's also crazy. So yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, even. Even in his own head, it's true. So, yeah. no point in insight checking him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it, is, it is emphatically true, but we won't believe him. No, yeah. <laughs> it's like, sure you did, Rogar. Sure you did. Silly Rogar. Ghosts don't exist. <laughs> Silly Rogar. Dreams aren't real. <laughs> so, yeah, so what's, uh, what's everyone doing? Well, I mean, we could do with doing a bit of shopping, but I definitely need to get a short rest. So, should we find somewhere yeah. to, to lay low for a little while? I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, actually, do you know what I would I wouldn't mind doing at some point is going and checking on uh, cobblestone and that. But uh, I'm definitely going to take a short rest before I do that. You could go to um, even see what Val like what's left of Valmin's shop. Mm. I mean, yeah. loot. Yeah, could do. I suppose dig through the rubble a bit. Mm. Uh, yeah. So let's. Let's let's hole up somewhere for a bit, get a little short rest. I don't know, find somewhere to to sit and just relax for a little while. Somewhere, like somewhere we're not likely to get moved on from. Okay, so you guys chill out for a little bit, and you take your short rest, kind of bandage up and heal I'm yourself. Just, just gonna fucking roll all my hit dice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> roll every last hit dice you've got. <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, if you want to take R four out, you can count this as his repair time and roll his repair dice as well if you want. Cool, yeah. His little blue eyes flicker back on properly. I'm just going to roll roll five. Father, I saw no light, only darkness. What does this mean? Uh, yeah, you kind of, what, when people die, you kind of did that, but not quite. What, what, what? Hmm. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, you kind of walked into some kind of corrupting field thing. That's what the guys tell me anyway. Oh, I will endeavour to be more careful in future, Father. Uh, I would do, mate. Yeah. If 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 the area is growing glowing with some kind of evil necrotic, green. Actually, to be fair, you just walked into the blackness. So what do I know? Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe don't walk into the blackness in future. I will make a note of this in my memory banks. Do not walk into endless darkness. 
Yeah. <laughs> Probably a good shout, un- unless I specifically tell you to. <laughs> oh, I like R4. He's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm looking a little bit healthier now. Yeah, cool. I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking all right now. You kind of bandage up, dab your wounds, <laughs> feel a little bit better. So, what are you doing first? You want to go marketplace, or is Tommy going to see cobblestone first? What's the order of operations? Uh, I suppose do cobblestone first, I guess. I'm I'm a little bit a little bit cautious. There might be an encounter down there. Yeah. Um. So Tommy, remind me of how many things are you attuned to? I think it's two. Is it two? Yeah, I think it's my cape and my sword at the moment. No, no, not not. I think I don't think I had to tune to my sword actually. What was it? Well, you got a ring of plus one protection. Uh, I think it's sword, ring, and no. The... Ah, fuck! I forget. You've got a cloak. You've got the cloak of elven kind. You've got the ring of protection, and I. Th- Thought elements wrath was achievement, but maybe I don't think it is. I don't think it is, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure I was only on two. But I, no, I, it's I, not. I yeah. So there's the, there's just the cloak and the ring, just two, mate. Okay, yeah. Um, just be, before we set off, uh, I'm going to give you the ring of the ram's head. Ooh. What's, what's this, mate? Well, I gave I gave Sophia some arrows, and you know, I have to have this lying around. Um, I can't use it, but I'm thinking maybe you maybe you'll find some use for it. If not, give it me back. I'll sell it for some gold, and you know we'll work it out from there. Um, what it actually does is somewhere else in my book. Unless right. Foxen has it there to hand. Uh, it's the Ring of the Ram. Yeah. So Rogar hands you this rather thick-looking silver ring with two horned ram's heads pointing in different directions, and it is a rare ring that requires attunement. Uh, This ring has three charges and regains 1d3 expended charges daily at dawn, so right now it has its full three. While wearing this ring, you can use an action to expend one to three of its charges to attack one creature you can see within 60 feet of you. The ring produces a spectral ram's head and makes its attack roll with a plus seven bonus. On a hit, for each charge you spend, the target takes 2d10 force damage and is pushed back five feet away from you. Alternatively, you can spend one to three of the ring's charges as an action to try break an object you can see within 60 feet of you that isn't being worn or carried. The ring makes a strength check with a plus five bonus for each charge you spend. Nice. Do you mind sending me that? I yeah, I'll send you after. Thanks. No worries. Uh, ah, thanks, mate. Um, and I, I, I kind of look at you and I'm like, if I put this on, I'm going to be all right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can trust me. Don't worry. It's like check him. You stare into the pallid mask as he says that. <laughs> I mean, Tom, Tommy's going to insight check him because I don't know. Seems like the thing to do. It seems 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 sensible. It's a four anyway, so even if he was lying, I wouldn't know. But... Roll me a deception. No, not a deception. Persuasion. Me? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I roll an eighteen. Eighteen. Not only do you believe him. You see the sincerity in his three horrifying eyes, and <laughs> it warms your heart. <laughs> is that eye always out now? It is, yeah. yes. He's getting uh, many strange looks from the citizenship. Okay, yeah. Cool. <laughs> and I, actually, mean, uh, I think you should have rolled that persuasion with disadvantage. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <forgot. laughs> 
Nine. I still roll the nine. Hey, still on as, as you feel warm, you do see your reflection in that third eye, and it creeps you the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> but you still think he's telling the truth. Okay. Seems legit. <laughs> Alright, so you're adjuning to that? Yep. Cool. Cool. We now have the Ring of the Ram. A very cool ring. I quite like yeah. it. Yeah. It seems pretty cool. Alright. Uh, see, I am nice. Um, I don't know why everybody's like so against me. I mean, you know, for 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 a harbinger of the end times, you're not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's up next? We going to cobblestone? Or are you going to the market? Uh, I mean, I feel like I should go and check on the on cobblestone, but I also I'm also wary because everyone we've been to check on so far has has involved us nearly dying. Yeah, so let's go to the market, and get some fucking potions, see if he's stocked the fuck up, spend some gold. Do a shopping episode and go to sleep. Sounds good. I, I could do with a um I heard about well I heard about this um this little pouch and you can like it just holds animals and you can lob them at people. Sounds pretty fucking awesome. So kinda of in the market for one of them. Sure that's not wacky backy, mate. I mean it might be. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know with all this magic crap, do you? I mean, you can do fucking anything, can't it, apparently? It's like, it's like it's like being being amazing at shit without enough to do any of the hard work. I don't know. Still an old truck with it too much, but seems like it exists in some form or another. See if he's got one of those. Yeah. Anyone else need things that they've thought of? So take note of that. That's the first time that Toby's actually acknowledged that mag- magic is real. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you cast the sky self so much. I mean that. That kind of wasn't really 100% Tommy at that point. Hey, 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 you've just misty-stepped. <laughs> yeah, I've used magic. Still seemed like a load of mumbo-jumbo bollocks to me. <laughs> oh my but... god. First time he's, he's, kind of, he's kind of admitted to himself that, that perhaps there, there's, he, he, he's been wrong. Oh, okay. <gasps> it took watching a man grow 20 feet and fly into the sky to do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not the weirdest thing he's seen. <laughs> it's very true. All right, so you're going to, um, I presumably, Talson's Trinkets to go buy some magical equipment. Talson! Yep. Going shopping. Does anybody have a problem if I go back to the, go back to the house? Is, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really need out. I, I can use this time to read. Well, you could read with us. Not read and walk. You can you can you can be like the typical like husband. You can just sit on a chair and read while the rest of us go around the shop. <laughs> can I can I sit in a pub and read? I mean, you can. I mean, the agency is on you. You can just leave if you want. <laughs> you know, I mean, we did we did, we did start the episode with with the mantra "Don't split the party," but well, you know, that can only last like twenty minutes tops. Yeah, I was gonna say, and yeah. and plus, it's not like I'm going into like a I don't know. An unknown cave or anything like that. I'm literally on about going to the pub. As long as you don't go to the Ogre's Eye, because you might have to fight a wizard, then yeah. All right. Last time you were at a pub, you got that third eye, mate. And I was reading a book as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Now we know what book he's going to read, don't we? Why? I'd only read that if I had something that I needed to look at. Really? What book are you going to read then, dude? 
oh, I just thought I might do a bit more research on this Baal character. Oh, okay. Fair enough, you know, he's Tommy's dad and all. <laughs> he's fucking not. <laughs> he really is, though. No, he's not. Well, he might be. There's a possibility. Nah. I'd be more powerful if he was. I could grow 20 feet and fuck off in a airship. <laughs> anyway, let's go get some fucking loot then. Okay, right. those guys are going shopping. I'm going to the pub. So you're going, so you're not going to the Ogre's Eye. You're going to the Broken Nail, the slightly nicer, but not quite too nice pub. The medium pub. <laughs> whichever, whichever one is, they're not going to whinge at me for going to. Ah, uh, the Broken Nail's in the sort of uh, merchanty district, so you can kind of walk the same direction and then just split off near uh, near that, the end that, point. That sounds like a plan. Okay, so Rogar's going to fuck off that way and go get a drink and uh, rest his feet now that he's back in the real world for a full day. Exactly. And, uh... So, Tommy and Sophia, you're going shopping. Tommy, you want a bag of tricks. Mm -hmm. And Sophia, you're specifically looking for um, arrows that do things. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's have a look at a few things then. So, you go, you rock up to uh, Talson's Trinkets and head inside and see our uh, slightly middle-aged, maybe tending on the uh, slightly older side, dwarf Talson Dranwin. And he kind of inspects you with his uh, various array of glasses that have all those little uh, lenses that drop down on top of them, like when you're doing jewelry inspection and things, and uh, claps his hands together as you arrive and goes, Ah, you two. Always pockets full of money with you two. Yeah, you'd think since we're such loyal customers, you'd give us a discount. Uh, if I gave you a discount, where'd I get all my money? Ah. We, spend, <laughs> we spend plenty with you, mate. You be still rolling in it. Ah, well, i got to balance these books somehow. Yeah. Times are tough in a revolution. Not everyone's got a coin to spend. What do you think of poor old Towson if you ran him out of business? Well, I, I would have thought that um, Towson would have a little bit more kind of respect for the heroes of the revolution. Oh, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I have plenty of respect for you. Look at you being all respectful, bleeding on me floor. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Well, just been in another little scrap, haven't I? Usual day-to-day stuff. That's Listen, mate, we're, we're, in, we're in the market for some goods. Specialist magical items and the like. Well, I know exactly what I need. I need some arrows. Ah, oh, some arrows? Yes. Well, what sort of arrows are you thinking here? What the fuck have you got? The mo- more powerful, the better. <laughs> more powerful, the better? Yeah. Okay, well... If I was to give you my most powerful arrow, I've got uh, something a little bit special in stock at the moment. And he goes um, into a back room and then comes out with a small box about just slightly longer than you'd expect an arrow to be. Uh, he unlatches it and you notice it's got many latches on it, opens it up and goes, this particular arrow is known as a dragon slayer arrow. Ooh, good thing Rhaegar's not here, eh? Don't think we can afford that. <laughs> well, I'm just looking, just looking, mate. I mean... <laughs> so, he whips out his uh, D&D manual, opens it up. Let's get to arrow. We'll do you plus one bonus to attack and damage, and if you were to hit a dragon with it, it will take an extra 3d6 damage of the weapon's type, which in your case would be radiant damage. I mean, now, 
Yeah. To, to clarify for you, a dragon refers to any creature of the dragon type, including dragon turtles and wyverns. Hmm. I mean, we as a party have not encountered a dragon. Our previous party has. That would have been useful. <laughs> Oi, yeah. you're not here. Stop laughing. I can't <laughs> help him. Sorry. <laughs> um, he takes yeah. it out of the case and it's this beautiful sort of golden looking arrow and it's, it's engraved with little dragons on it and the like the piercing head of it has been carved with like a dragon's face and he kind of holds it up and he goes and this beautiful piece of exquisite craftsmanship will run you 750 gold oh it's so pretty <laughs> tommy, sure isn't, tommy isn't that pretty all coming out of my pocket Ooh. um um how many dragons are there in the world? I would not rightly know, but I mean, probably a few. How likely am I going to against, go against them? Um, are you going to be looting any hordes of treasure in your near future? I hear dragons like to hang around those. So tempting. Uh, okay, just, just... I mean, what, what else has he got? Yeah, yeah, like, put it away, put it away. I mean, I mean a little bit, A little bit more in the... Um... In the reasonable price range. Well, if you're fancying a, a Slayer arrow, I do have another type. And he puts that one back in the box and latches it all up again. And he pulls out a different box, this time from under the counter, opens it and goes, this one, very similar sort of effect, except this is known as a giant Slayer arrow. We have fought them before. Ah, now this one, it's, he holds up. It looks kind of similar to the Dragon Slayer one, except this is blue, with more of like a, uh, a silvery outline on it on certain parts of the uh, the shaft of the arrow and you can see like screaming giants faces have been carved into the tip and he turns around for you and goes this one would cost you 500 gold pieces and it does similar damage to the for... exactly the same as the dragon but against anything with the giant type right but leave that one out what else you got uh on arrows the only other things i've got at the moment are a set of plus one arrows. Get it! Well, that's what I've got right now, yeah. How many have you got? Uh, I could do you, if I gave you my whole stock, could give you five plus one arrows. How much is that? Uh, for all five, let me uh, tally that up. I'd be willing to do those for 250 gold total. And that one, you're robbing me blind. Really? Doesn't. Oh, that one, that's my entire stock. And frankly, I should be charging you more, but because you're heroes, I'm giving you a hero discount. How much is this hero discount? <laughs> oh, it's a lot. <laughs> I'm going to insight check that. Because I, if I keep pressing the button, it might start working. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, 14 with advantage. For fuck's sake. 14. Uh, 250 is not a bad price, but it's not really with any sort of discount. Uh, come on, mate. For the heroes. Oh, you, you twist my arm, you twist my arm. Also, I think Talson used to be far more Scottish, but I've gone entirely Irish now. I know! <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? For some reason, I can't get to a Scottish accent today, so this is what it, you get. It, 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 he's, 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 he's Celtic. Probably <laughs> Celtic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, 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 it's a well-known fact that dwarves' accents change over time. <laughs> I'll go with West Country next time, but anyway... <laughs> Um, Honest dwarf. Yeah. 
Oh, you, you twist my arm, you twist my arm. I will give you all five arrows for 245 gold. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and that that is doing me damage, that is. That is knocking off one gold from my profit margin. I'm under margin when I get to that level. I mean, it's not even really worth me selling them to you. I also want someone else. Fine. <laughs> Fuck it. You daft twat. Ah, always a pleasure doing business with you. And he hands over the, a quiver of five plus one arrows for 245 gold. Well, how about things in the um, bag of tricks line? Anything like that? Uh, bag of tricks? I might have one of those knocking around somewhere. But first one thing, are you taking the giant slayer arrow as well? No. Or the dragon slayer? Well, no, because you're not giving me out, so fuck it. All right, fine then. I'm too rich for your blood, Miss Hero of Aradin. Just too cheap to spread it around all these hardship-working shopkeepers. Oi, uh, hey, they like, give me fuck all. More like shopkeepers swindling heroes who put their lives on the line for the city. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure you're poor, Miss uh, Miss Landrin. I'm sure you're very fucking poor up in there in your, your high <laughs> castle. Listen, mate, there's multiple narratives going on here from whatever perspective you're on. So just wind your neck in, all right? I seriously regret going just so I can back him up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Listen, bags holding. Uh, Not bags holding. um, Bags of tricks. tricks. Ah, bag of tricks. I think I, yeah, I've got one knocking around here. I, I could do you a bag of tricks. Oh, I'd say what? 500 gold? Give you one of those? Which one? Is it the tan one? Um, let's find out. For 500 gold? Yeah, you do you a tan bag of tricks for 500. Is this for me again? You think I need to bulk myself out? I think I think it would be really useful. It would because it, it gives you something to do with your bonus actions. Out of uh, character? Yes, out of character, because I'm talking about bonus actions. Out of character. sound like a normal person as well. <laughs> Active character. I ain't managing all these goddamn animals. You better know them like the back of your hand. Oh, all right, okay. Um, Tan's really good, yeah. Tan's the best one. Uh, I think I think they're they're all pretty good, but um, Tan's the one that gives you a tiger on the top end. Yeah, (laughs) and um, and all the other all the other animals aren't bad. We had giant hyena, um, giant ape, and stuff. It's it's all just chaff. Really, um, to to kind of a bit like they did with the with the bears. It's 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 chaff to lob into the fight to hold things up and give us a, give us a chance, really. And it gives as I say, it gives you something to do with your bonus action. Do a little bit more damage. Um, take a cup, take some damage from the enemies as well. And they keep coming back every day. All right, dude. What's your um your best deal on this, mate? Come on, we've just laid out. If we buy this, we're laid out 745 whatever gold. Gold. Well, you'll be laying out exactly 745 gold. No deal. That is the deal. Oh. Would you take this for a charity? Yeah, go on then. We might not be able to find one somewhere else, will we? I mean, what else are we doing with the money? I don't know. Sit on it like a fucking dragon. Rogar's already doing that for us. <laughs> <He's a goal> <laughs> <now>. <laughs> okay. You got yourself a deal, but I seriously need to find another supplier. <laughs> I've got what I like to call a monopoly. Now, yeah. get the fuck out of my shop. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Potions. Yeah. What are you got in the way of potions? Health potions, uh, specifically. Health potions? 
Um, I think at the moment I've just got two greater healings in stock. Go on. What's the damage? Uh, go on, because I'm feeling nice. I'll give you two greater healing for 200 gold. Can I? Is that nice? I don't. That doesn't sound nice to me. Um, I don't know. I mean, in, inside check, does it sound like, does that sound reasonable? <laughs> go for it. I don't know. Oh, God. Probably not. A 10. A 21 from me. 21. That is cheaper than he normally gives them to you for. Hey. All right, then, mate. Deal's a deal. Ah, perfect. And he hands you two little uh, red vials. How much did he say they were? 200, 200 gold. Yeah, it's not too bad, I suppose. All right. Um, yeah, Great to hear, weren't they? What have yep. you got in the... Um, got anything in the way of a weapon or warning, by any chance? Uh, I can't say I've got one. Um, if you want one made, I could enchant one up for you. Take a few days, like. In fact, a weapon of warning might take a little longer than that. I need to check its rarity, because I don't remember. I think it's uncommon. It's, 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 it's the lower level thing. Yeah. If you want, do um, you want one made, or a weapon you got turned into one? Well, let's let's say, I mean, two options. Just make a dagger of, of just a random dagger, a random weapon that we've got, like, on us. Um, or or one of, one of my actual weapons. What, what's the difference in cost, I guess? Um, if it's a weapon that's already enchanted, then you can't. If it's a weapon no, no, that's no, not just, enchanted. Just, yeah, just, just, that's just, fine. just, just straight up. Um, you'd basically just charge you for the weapon if you weren't supplying one on top of it. Okay. And how much is it going to cost to? Uh, weapon of warning, uncommon. I would say he'd do you that for 300 gold, and it would take uh, to enchant it at an uncommon level. I think it would probably take a few days. So not too long. It's like two days. Okay. Um, so you're giving him a dagger to do it with? Oh, I could, I could give him a rapier, because that would technically make it magical. It does make it magical, yes. So it's, it's already a plus two rapier, and that would make mm-hmm. it magical. Yeah. And I would be warning. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll give him my, I'll give him my rapier, Sean, as a weapon of warning. Okay, gold. I will come back and collect it in two days. Should be ready for you. All right, cheers, mate. Good. good. Yep. Cool. Cool. So we just dropped like over a grand there. That's <laughs> your money. Uh, right? That three hundred is my money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just saying. Cool. So you are uh, done with shopping for the moment. Are you going to go collect Rogar first, or are you going straight to Cobblestones? Um, pick, pick Let's collect Rogar. Yeah, if he wants, if he wants the cap. Yeah. So first off, Rogar, what were you doing in the tavern up to this time? It's while they were shopping. Uh, so, um, I I think I would have just gone in, uh, have to look around and uh, you know, see if there was anybody of note in there, which I'm assuming not. Um, picked up a beer and um, broken out the King in Yellow just for uh, just to reading purposes. Knew it. Uh, for a light read. For a light read, yes. Okay. So, as always, when you start reading through this book, you're just instantly completely engrossed in it. You read it cover to cover, time and time and time again. Is there anything particular you're looking for in it, or just basking in the momentary bliss of insanity? Uh, well, see, I don't know whether... I don't know whether... Because Break Out in the Fourth Wall, I have read it. Yep. Um... So I know I I can know what's in it, yeah. But I don't know if there there are bits that I can't read, and I don't mm-hmm. know if I could do any checks to in here to see if I could, you know, clear them up a little bit. 
Mm. Or it, otherwise, I'd kind of just be focusing on um, just one bit. I would say if you wanted to try, you could get a feel for what Act 2 is trying to tell you, or at least what it's geared towards. Um, otherwise, and I'd let you make a, I'd say in this case, I guess the closest thing probably be like an Arcana roll. It'd be quite a high DC, I'd say probably DC 25. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can make that. Mm-hmm. You might be able to, because you have like a plus to Arcana now. But... I, have a pl- I have a plus 5. But... Ah, so you'd need a 20. Yeah. Uh, well, there's no harm in trying. No, that's true. <laughs> 23. Yeah, you go over Act 2 over and over again, and there's there's something comforting about reading it, something that makes you never want to put it down, but whatever insight you gain is just lost. Like, you, the moment your mind fixes on a point, that point seems to vanish. You kind of drop into uh, moments of complete insanity, like you're giggling and laughing as you're sat there and next to one of the tables and the patrons of the bar are just looking at you every so often, but also see that you're heavily armed and armored, so they're not really <laughs> going to say anything. Um, but no new insight comes to you from that. Okay, okay. What was the other bit you wanted to check? Um, I was just going to um, focus on scene one in, uh, scene six in act one. Okay. Um, again, I'd say do me an arcana check. Let me check which scene is scene six. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd say do me an arcana check. For this one, I'd say do me DC 15 for scene 6. Oh, I rolled a 7. You go back to scene 6 and you read it through, and unfortunately, no new connection comes to you after gazing over these words. Something to do with some deal that's gone sour, a crying woman, a man who seems cold and cruel, but nothing comes to you. Just seems like a fragment of someone's life. Okay, okay. So, no worries, I'll... Uh, yeah, that, that, was, that was what I wanted to look at anyway in particular today. Okay, so um, Tommy and Sophia, you come into the Broken Nail and you see Rogar giggling to himself in a corner reading a book. <laughs> can I look at what book he's reading? You can look at what book he's reading. Are you trying to read the book? No! <laughs> Dude! I mean, I, I, I'm literally... Is he is he just engrossed in it? Oh yeah, like he cannot turn his head away. Like he is just reading it over and over again. Doesn't hear you guys approach. I'm just gonna see what he's reading and immediately slap it out of his hands. Okay. Um, I did, yeah, it'd be an approach. Yeah, check yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, because he is like tight gripped, reading this over and over. <laughs> just a straight up unskilled strength check. Yeah. Uh, it's athletics for both of you. I'd say just do athletics. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a seven for me. So rubbish. Uh, uh, 20. It's like the opposite of what happened when I was going for the book. <laughs> Rogo was trying to tackle me and rolling like shit. <laughs> yeah, you like instinctively try to knock it out of his hand and you hurt your hand on the back of his gauntlet. And he, <laughs> he is like a statue. <laughs> what the fuck's he doing? Get this shit out of his hand. When that happens, though, Rogar, I mean, you're briefly sort of brought out, and you're like, oh, these two. You didn't even really notice him hit you or anything. It was just that momentary break that tore your eyes away from it. (laughs) Don't worry, guys, don't worry. I'm going to put it back into my bag. Um, Fucking hell, it's this book that you guys tried your best to stop me from reading. Oh, well, 
he's read it now. And he keeps reading it. I don't know what you want to do. It's nothing to worry about anyway. I've told you this. Tell us a lot of shit, mate. Did I give you gifts? Yes, you bought us. Well done. I didn't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. There was no buying you involved. I gave you some gifts. And at the end of the day, I'm not doing anything dangerous. I just read the book. I told you, I know how, how it works. And I know how to deal with it. He's got to buy into it, lads. Uh, I'm going to insight check him on that. Yeah, Solara, what do you think? I've insight checked you a lot today. 21. <laughs> do I believe anything you said just said? <laughs> I mean, I'll leave it to you whether you were lying or trying to persuade him, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm trying to persuade him, to be honest. I'm not lying. <laughs> yeah, roll me a persuasion. Uh, Solara sort of side-eyes Rogar and goes, um, yeah, I mean, he can read it if he wants. It's none of my business. It's disadvantage anyway, so you're going to beat me with a 21. See, I've opened it. What does he learn from you, Rokar, from what you were saying? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't think that I can that I, that I understand what's going on, whereas Rogar does actually understand what's going on. I think I think Rogar's completely mad and doesn't understand anything at all. Exactly. <laughs> I think, so what is okay. he going to gain from it? <laughs> I'd say you look at him, and though you see a completely mad sheen to his eyes... He's not lost who he is. He is speaking to you with confidence and conviction, though there is that just craze to him. And in fact, the moment you kind of lock eyes with him, it reminds you of quite a long time ago when you once saw the Crimson Tongue sat in your room, in your in your living room, in your house, and she looked at you with those just crazy, zealotous eyes. And that's the kind of momentary reflection you get from Rogar. He doesn't seem to be deli- deliberately misleading me. No, he doesn't seem to be lying to you. Cool. Okay. Well, um, look, mate, let's just go on down and see if we can check on Cobblestone and the gang. And then um, what's something else I wanted to do that I want to do while we're in town? Mm-hmm. Remember. Uh, we'll go check on... Uh, oh, yeah. Go and check on Bellman's shop. That's right. Oh, yes. See, see if there's anything left. Particularly ammunition. Yeah. Um, I'll say that you can sort of detour to Valman shop on your way to cobblestone if that uh, helps out yeah maybe just spend like 20 minutes or so just digging through the rubble to see if there's anything useful well when you approach you see there is a crowd of people there are guards who are stationed and holding people back the entire building is just burnt to ash i mean there's broken bits of wood and glass in the streets it's i mean the shop exploded and there is just wreck and ruin everywhere so you see a good 10 city guards trying to hold back the crowd at the moment who are all just sort of gawking and trying to see what went on. Don't think we're going to get much from there then. No. I mean, we can, we can, we can probably get past the guards if we want to, but the question is, do you really want, do you want, do you want to start possibly a fight now? Well, exactly. And looting through the rubble of Valmin's house and shop whilst the massive crowds are watching us anyway, just doesn't seem appealing. Little distasteful. Yeah, so let's um, let's fuck off and go see if we can see um, see how cobblestone's getting on. So you uh, make your way to a alleyway nearby and drop down into the sewers, and you notice the sewers are still flooded in places, and so it takes you a little while to get there. And once again, you're quite smelly by the time <laughs> you arrive near where the Rat Runner's base is. And as you're approaching, Tommy, you can see movement ahead of you, and as you're coming down. I presume you were approaching just to approach, like you're welcomed here. It's not like you wouldn't be naturally just trying to sneak in. No, probably not. 
So as you're all kind of clomping through this sewer water, you hear a shout from the direction of where the entrance of the Rat Runners base is, and you hear Cobblestone. Is that you, Tommy? Stay back. What's going on? Ah, some bastards tried to booby trap the entrance. It's taken us all fucking morning to try to take it apart. Ah, uh, shit. How's it going? Uh, well, we're really, we only sort of noticed it properly just over an hour back, and well, uh, clever little contraption, I'll give it that. We got rid of some of the wires, and then we noticed some more that had been hidden under all this fucking flooding. Should we take a look? Uh, um, up to you, love. If you think you've got a better eye on it than we do, I mean, we'll get rid of it eventually, but it's just been a pain in the ass. Tommy? Well, to, to be honest, mate, I was just coming down to check you guys are okay. Are we missing anyone from uh, from the Rat Runners at all? Any of the boys go and walk about and not come back? Nah, it's business as usual this morning. Uh, it's been okay. fine, to be honest with you. Only thing that was strange is when we went out to start doing rounds and one of our lads spotted this contraption. They blew himself up. Oh, at least he spotted it. That was damn lucky. Yeah. Uh, no, there's a threat on my life earlier on. And um, you know my mate Valmin? And short block, right? Yeah. Some bastards have um, kidnapped him. So we had a bit of a bit of a to-do earlier on. Oh. Got a few people, usual stuff. Well, I say people. Entities is probably more the word. Oh, I see. Well, you know what I think about them? They're entities. Yeah, it's fucking bollocks, isn't it? Yeah, look, mate. All right, well, I just wanted to check you guys are all right. Can, can I see him, by the way, from there? Yeah, yeah, you can just about make him out. Like, it's there's a little bit of lighting coming from where the Rat Runner's base is, like, behind him, so he's kind of backlit, but you can just about make him out. You can see him, and there's about three or four other Rat Runners kind of coming in and out of the tunnel. They're all sort of trying to pick out where these wires are stuck into the wall and places. And uh, give me a perception check, actually, see if you can have a look at the trap. You don't want the orb, do you, mate? Um, would that give me any, any It's just like, sight? no, well, it just it lights up, doesn't um, it? Would light no, the I'll arrows. So... I'll just take it straight up as a 15, I think. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, it's lit enough around here that you can kind of make things out. Uh, with a 15, yeah, it's a very complicated trap. In fact, if you hadn't been warned about it with a 15, you'd have never spotted it. You'd have just walked straight into this. Best you can tell, it looks like there's certainly some explosives at play here. Maybe it would have collapsed the ceiling. Fucking hell. Looks nasty, mate. Listen, don't you or the boys get blown up with this one? Ah, don't worry. We're taking it slow and steady. All right, mate. Well, uh, I don't want to even attempt to get in through that. So um, I'll leave you guys to it. Any idea who might have wanted to bring it down on you? Well, I don't really know, love. Some sick bastards set this up. Don't even know when they all they did it. It was fine yesterday. Hmm. We'll keep our ears out, see if we hear anything. Solara kind of looks at you and goes, um... I mean, probably the crazy psychopath who was leading us around the city all day did this. Do you think? Uh, I, I'm pretty certain, yeah. Hmm. Well, at least you're not dead. I mean, I'm pretty certain of that too, but I also don't want to massively let... Um... Yeah, she kind of whispers that to Sophia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let them know about it too much. <laughs> Point fingers at us. Yeah, I just, I just, I just don't want Cobblestone to know that we, we, we didn't come and try and rescue him. We fucked off out of the city. For <laughs> 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 it doesn't look, look, look great on my, uh, my Rat Runner credentials. So I'll just keep, keep that one to myself. Uh, oh, oh, mate. Well, we're gonna. We. I don't know if you can tell from here, but I'm covered in blood, and not all of it's mine, but quite a lot of it is. So I'm gonna fuck off home, have a wash, get some food, 
And yeah, uh, see you later sometime. All right. All right, not to worry, lad. We'll catch up tomorrow. All right, cheers, mate. So we're kind of moving towards the evening here. What is the plan? Are you guys just doing light activities, bed, and start the next day? Because I know tomorrow you have the Varadin Council meeting, which will be taking place in the morning-ish around... Uh, you've been asked to be there by 10. It might be worth us having a little think as a group about... So we're not fighting each other in there about what we want? Yeah, yeah, that sounds fair. Pussy! What, you want pussy or are you calling me a pussy? <laughs> Both. Okay. You're all aware that they've promised you um, some sort of reward. Um, you originally were asking for money, and that's what part of the contract was, but you don't know whether, I don't know, maybe they've made a, a better offer or something. They've been a little bit secretive about what they're giving you, but they've kind of assured you you'd be told during this meeting what heroes of your stature deserve. And... You know that the general plan for the meeting is to start discussing what are we doing with Varadin? Because right now you are obviously in some sort of interim government state, like the council is running things, but these aren't elected officials. So they're just trying to keep the peace until things can actually be decided. And, you know, they can repair the gates, which are both currently like massively destroyed. Thanks to the, uh, the uh, mages of Mistra when uh, our priestess Lauren and her uh, crew stopped the army from getting in so now you've basically just got two big holes into the city always helpful <laughs> one, yeah one regular working gate but the other two are just fucked because you've cleared the rubble but they're not properly rebuilt yet you guys know that parts of the army are stationed inside the city they're sort of there like as peacekeepers and to reinforce the city guard who have been kind of heavily purged of people who were considered Kren loyalists they assumedly will leave at some point, but, you know, there's always the whispers of, are we moving into some sort of military crew, military coup? What's going on here? So you're hoping this meeting will clear a lot of things up on that point, and that's what um, Heinrich has promised you all? Um, well, look, I definitely think we need to um, do what we can to try and try and get some more representation on the council of um, the more common folk. I don't like consider myself a champion of the people or any of that bollocks, but I mean, we've all seen the shit show it's got into with um, leaving the nobles in charge all the time. Yeah, but we're not politicians, mate. I mean, well, I'm, not, I'm not saying us, but like someone that we can cobblestone. Maybe. Really? He's fucking smarter than most of them nobles. Got okay, a head okay. on him sh- his shoulders at least. He's had to oh, fight, fight his way up. I really need to find out where my dad is. Well, maybe they'll have some idea. He might even be in attendance. That'd be interesting. That would not be interesting. I kind of know a guy who's perfect to be, you know, leader, if not at least like part of the council. No. If you're going to say you, mate. I'm not going to say me at all, actually. I know uh, a gentleman who was leading his own band in the Varadin army and, uh, you know, had his own plan to overthrow Kren, in fact. Really? You have other people you know in this city? Well, he did do a very good job, did he? Well, no, because Kren found out about it and screwed him over and then he found me so you know dreamlands again well yeah i mean by all means i can uh you know i can i can show you the book uh you know written by the big bad evil guy that we had to take out you know just try and uh well essentially get back here kind of i kind of look at look at sophia with the kind of look that says he probably wrote that himself didn't he (laughs) um well i don't know but somebody somebody we can elect to say 
this guy's going to sit on the council and he's going to actually speak for the people, not just the nobles. And maybe representatives. I mean, the the temples are pretty much all on our side. Maybe they should have some representation on the council. But do you know what? Really, I really want. Uh, I think, I think, I think all the people who got involved in this revolution, for whatever re- means reasons they might have, is we need a memorial to all those that died. I think, I think that looked good. Rogar's just going to like look at you like, really, that's what's important to you. And I think on top of that memorial, there should be a statue of the victors of the revolution. Myself, and you two, and you, Solara. The four of us, carved in bronze, that 15 feet high, would you reckon? No. I'm, I'm also not down for this, really. <laughs> what? <laughs> You don't want a statue of yourself in the city. I'll tell, I tell, I, I tell you what I want, right? What the smart play is here is we each get somebody on a, uh, as a council member because, you know, not so much to look after our interests, but we all have similar to differing interests on how the city is run. We would like immunity to any and all laws. <laughs> <laughs> because at the end of the day, even just even just chasing after your boy today, we broke some laws, my friend. Yeah, but I'll you know what I mean. I I want my fucking statue, all right? What <laughs> you, then? you can have your statue, but you know what? Sorry, goes. Uh, I'll take a statue. It can be yeah. big and like glowing, and like my hands can set on fire and shoot flames out of it. Fucking sick, right? Me and Solara's statue. A, Fuck I you. Think it was a health and safety risk, love. Health and safety. These nobles have slaves. They don't give a fuck. I just say these guys can have their uh, the statues for 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 me. Um, you know, uh, uh, but I think you know we need strong leadership, and I think it's important that you know, as the victors, as the heroes, as the superstars that we are, you know, we should have a say in how this leadership goes forward and what and who should be parts of this. Yeah, council, I'm, I'm, court, however you want to call it. Yeah, I'm, and I'm that's down for what's that. important. That, 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 and the statue. Yeah, <laughs> and some money, <laughs> maybe some magical items if they got them. Anything else they like throw away? A house. Uh, just let's keep the house we got. I quite like that house. Crown knows gonna chuck us out of it, are they? Well, they can try. We can have a house each. Let's let's see what let's see what they come to the bargaining table with. A housekeeper. Now that'd be good. Yeah. One that doesn't betray us at the first chance. <laughs> yeah, someone that we can have some dirt on. So, no, that's blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> How about just don't kidnap your servant this time? Hey, we offered him a better Hi, life. Hey, 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 us. we did pay him, didn't we? Yeah. Maybe? Oops. Twice? Wait, are, you, are you talking about Sven? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, he served his purpose. He was good food. <laughs> first he right. made food, then he became food. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You, you give someone a better life, and look how they betray you. It's uh, the way of the world, isn't it? Is right. Should, should we go home then? I, th- I think we're pretty much there, aren't we? After all <laughs> our bickering. <laughs> all right. So you're going home, and well, I can say light activities until bed, unless any of you want to do anything. I think that talk makes to a lot Solara. Sense. Yeah, you want to talk to Solara? Um, I think to- Tommy. Tommy's after. I mean, he's he's gonna he's gonna act jovial with everyone. He's gonna wash himself down, maybe get a beer with Rogar or something. Um, See, I was thinking about going for a wander. All right. 
You like your alone time. I, 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 I'll get a beer on my own then. <laughs> I mean, you can have a beer together if you want. You've got hours. Oh yeah, let's, let's split a beer and then, you know, we'll have a, we'll have a couple of beers and then maybe go our own ways type of thing. I've already had a couple. Yeah. In real life, that's, that's, that's on good. this. No, I, 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 I don't drink while we podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just before and after. <laughs> No. <laughs> you heard that right, folks. Everything Rogar does is done entirely sober. Well, that, yeah. well, that's that's the weird thing. I mean, he he does seem he's he's had a few beers to, to get himself sober. I'm thinking because that's, that's probably the, the, the smartest Rogar seemed for a long time. Talking about the future to see. I'm just saying, for a madman, you're making a lot of sense. Some days I do. Some days I use a well uh, a rotting head as a talking point. You never know what kind of day it's going to be. Exactly. Um, who has the scrying shit? Me. Um, can someone tell... I mean, I just want to know where my dad is. Yeah, oh, if I oh, try and scry on your dad, he will know. Yeah, no. He can either choose to not let me or let me and know I'm doing it. Yeah, that's true. It's not really um, covert, is it? Um... Not too bad for for any for anyone not super powerful. I think. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not too bad for somebody who doesn't know every spell that's been cast in five miles or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, let's um, let's uh, talk to the guy like the council, see if they know where he is. Yeah, just so everyone knows, I mean, scrying they essentially get a save, and that save is more difficult to do depending on your connection to the person. Mm. So, like, if you have a picture of them, or you possess something of theirs, or like a lock of hair, or a bit of nail, is like the DNA. Uh, you, I mean, you're entirely familiar with them, so they would get a minus five for being familiar. You don't have, as far as I know, a picture. Um, I don't know if you have any of your noble clothes left. You could just claim that he bought them for you. I, I have some of his stuff. <laughs> yeah, you do. Stuff, so he'd get some minuses. You're just gambling against what his save is. Yeah, but he'd yeah. know, wouldn't he? If he if he if he passed his save, he would know. If he failed his save, he he would know somebody cast scrying, but I don't think he'd know it was us. Hmm. Oh, maybe I'll wait until um we've had a council meeting and then I don't know. Go. I mean, find I'm him. assuming you want to find out because you're worried about his return. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. Ah, I've got his book. Yeah, he might be at the meeting, and if he's not, maybe maybe it might be worth us just wandering down to the to the guards and just slipping him a few notes and saying, "Can you let us know if he comes back into the city?" I mean, there's no harm in it. They're not going. It's not like it's a bad thing that that they let us know. We could try that. I mean, yeah, it's you know, it's a a few extra coins. It's just just say, I don't know. Here's 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 ten gold. Let us, the, the one who lets us know that he's um he's come back into the city will give him like 20 30 gold that's that's not bad for a guard yeah i mean you guys can pull over some guards on your walk home just to let them know that uh, if you tip them off about a, a noble's return they'll uh, get a, a little bit of something extra from you yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's not yes it's it's, it's it's not it's no harm in it really is there no it's just just passing rumor cool good idea so let, let, let's do that. We'll, we'll stop a couple of guards and, and do that on the yeah. way home. And then, yeah, light activities, grab a beer, go to bed. Yeah, it's been a long-ass fucking day. And, uh, Rogar, you wanted to go for a wander, so let's do that first before we do Sophia's conversation with Solara. Okay. 
What are you doing? Um, I just I wanted to head down to the Ogre's Eye. I'll be honest. Okay. So you head out. It's uh, sun's gone down at this point. It's getting a little dark, but it's not too late. And you make your way to the uh, slightly less reputable part of the city, where you start noticing less guards and more people just sort of standing on street corners, looking shifty. And eventually, you find your way in front of the Ogre's Eye, and you have a quick peer through the window, and you do see. Kaylin and Ellis sat at a table in the corner, both of them with a drink in hand. Ellis is kind of slumped over a little bit, looking quite sour. Kaylin just seems to be his usual kind of nonchalant self that you met this morning. Do you go in then? Do I recognize anybody else in the tavern? Uh, Looking around, you see a few people who you'd guess maybe were like rat runners, or there's a few others that you'd look at and say they're probably reapers, but no one notable. Okay, yeah, um, I'll, I'll head in then. Okay, so you head inside. Um, do you head straight over to them? Grab a drink? What are you doing? Uh, I'll grab three drinks, because uh, I'll give them a drink each. As you uh, walk up and drop the drinks down, Kaylin nods at you. Ellis looks up and goes, <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, boy, calm down. Uh, well, strictly business. I don't like you but i like beer so and he kind of takes the beer from you and pulls it over to himself i suppose you can stay a moment if it's business rogar's kind of like looking at him just with the third eye caitlin kind of raises his hand a little bit and goes stop preparing that spell under the table we said he could come talk to us if he wished you know as ellis's hand comes out from the table and a little flicker of flame disappears (laughs) okay suppose, if you say so, Kaelin. Yes, um, what was your name again? Remind me. My name, my name, is Rogan McLeod. I see, Mr. McLeod. Um, you made inquiries around uh, finding a body, was that what you said? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, I just wanted to pick your brain, really. I'm just trying to figure out how much this might set me back. Um, but what I'm doing, as you might, uh, you know, uh, the, the other guys, I don't need to know about it. So, you know, I might, I, I'm guessing I might have to chip in a bit extra maybe to buy a silence afterwards. But I'm looking for the body of Hellfire Knight called Karnak. I'm not too sure where it is. But... When you um, say the name of the Hell Knight Karnak, you, first you hear Eclipse sort of mutter to itself for a moment, just in the back of your mind. And you watch Kaylin's eyes kind of narrow at you, and Ellis spits up a little bit of his drink that he was drinking. <laughs> Kaylin goes, I am familiar with this individual. He oh, was, really? Well, my particular order. And um, Kaylin pulls out on a small chain around his neck from underneath his armor a um, small symbol of an upright flaming sword that you know to be the symbol of Tempus, the god of war. Yeah. And is actually well known in the city. That's where uh, Araha Odell is the um, the sort of war chaplain for. Yeah. Um, yes. The Hell Knight Karnak was once the paladin Karnak of Tempus. He is um, taught to us all when we go for training as a example of one who we should not follow. Someone who did nothing but crave more power, more land, more things to conquest and destroy. War for the sake of war. No nobility in it. No honor. 
So I am familiar with him as a legend and as a cautionary tale, but you wish to look for his body? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit of a long story, to be fair, but, you know, as you appear to be a man of religion, as am I. Look, I, um, if this is your contract, I will not ask questions as to why you wish for the body. It is simply to me that you wish for it. And uh, Ellis kind of like, puts his beard down and goes, I would interject at this moment that it is known that those who knew the final resting place of Karnak were his followers, who were rather unfortunately hunted down over time. Um, his tomb was lost. Um, it is going to be very difficult for us to find him, I would say that, especially with no one alive who saw where he was buried. Well, I never said it was going to be an easy job, guys. This is why I'm trying to scope out how much this might set me back. If it's something that I deem to be too expensive or something that you don't feel as though you'll be able to do, then maybe we go our separate ways. You can keep the beers and, uh, you know, I'll get another round in on my way out. As you say that, and um, Ellis and Caitlin start sort of talking to each other, like, quickly and a little bit hushed, discussing, like, price and difficulty. Rogue, are you here? Eclipse pipe up and go, Master, the old master, lay his final rest in a place I believe you call Meridin. It was a grand funeral. A pity he fell. Great destroyer that the old master was. And um, as that voice kind of fades away from you, Rogar, you hear Kaelin go, Look, if we know absolutely nothing about where to start, then yes, it is going to cost you a lot of gold because we're going to have to hunt down mages who are uh, blessed in skills of divinity. We have a few within the guild, so I'm going to have to bring them on as extra to manage to locate this body. It's going to be very difficult. Well, what about if I can give you a place, if I can give you a starting place? What about if I've got a bit of a divine intuition myself? I can give you the city where he is. You know, the city. Well, that's a good start. Okay, so if he's based in wherever the city is, let's let's say, you know, um, let's say for all intents and purposes, you know, it's, well, I suppose it's not, it's, it's not, it's uninhabited, let's say. You know, is that going to drive my price down a bit? Mm, depends exactly on the reason why it's uninhabited, I suppose. If it's uninhabited because there's a fucking great big dragon there, then yeah, it's going to be expensive. It's uninhabited because... If farming was shitty and no one wants to live there, then it'll be cheap. Mm. <laughs> Where is it? Ever heard of a place called Meridin? This time Ellis just drops his beer all over the table. <laughs> <laughs> Meridin is it's not a city, it's a country, and it's fucking dead. You would say country. You know. You, he, he kinda, he's like flabbergasted and can barely get his words out. Meridin is a blighted land of just endless death and decay and legend says a, a monstrous amount of magical energy just scoured the entire area I mean I suppose if you're going to bury a hell knight and not want anyone to find him that's not a bad place to put it but Jesus um, <laughs> God Jesus God, <laughs> God damn it all <laughs> um okay that narrows it down to a country <laughs> I mean, that's better than literally nothing. It gives us a region, I suppose. <laughs> Get a knock off a gold coin. 
Kaylin kind of looks at Alice and goes, it's sounding like this place is very dangerous. Okay. But you are correct. This is very useful information for me. Um, I am going to make some assumptions here. One, if it is in such a blighted place, it means the people who buried him did not want his body to be found. That likely means that his tomb is either guarded or covered in dangerous traps, perhaps, or I don't know, some horrible undead abominations left to stand watch. Well, maybe even some devils, considering it is well known Karnak fraternized with devils and demons and whatever would give him power. He was a hell knight after all champion of the nine hells is that's where he finally sided with okay okay you want his body you want to know if we find it or you want it brought to you because we can locate it tell you exactly where it is and send a message that would be a lot cheaper perhaps we kill some of the things guarding the outside and you deal with the inside or you want us to rate the tomb and bring you the body Ooh. Mm. press me up both rate the tomb bring you the body I would say 8,000 gold pieces, and I want half now and half on delivery. Okay. Find the place, tell you where it is. I would say hmm, 4,000 gold pieces, again, half now, half when I send the message and tell you and we meet up. What do you think? Which option would you prefer? Try and intimidate him. <laughs> uh, interesting. Tell you what, I've got a big, I've got a bit of a big meeting tomorrow. Uh, the Varadin Council, you probably know who they are. How long are you uh, going to be in the city for? Our plan is to leave first thing in the morning. If there is no contracts here, then I must return to the guild. You got like a calling card or anything? Sending stone, maybe? Kaelin nods towards Ellis and goes, uh, give him it. And uh, Ellis takes out a spell scroll and hands it to you and goes, uh, This contains the spell of sending. If you wish to get in touch with Kaelin, simply cast it from the scroll... And you'll be able to communicate with him. Send him a short message. Sounds like a plan to me, bro. As long as you two are on the same plane of existence, it should work. So don't go all plane hopping if you wish to chat with him. <laughs> I tell you what, I've done that a couple of times, my friend. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's a bit of a wild ride, let's say. <laughs> oh, yes. I always get the most terrible headache whenever I get back to the material plane. I feel like everything's slightly, just slightly heavier here. It's a weird sensation. You're telling me, friend. You are telling me. I mean, this isn't exactly light, light gear, this. Yes, yes. I'm glad I wear a robe, frankly. I'm just going to, so I'm going to turn to Kaylin and I'm just going to, you know, uh, I'll stand up. I'll offer him a handshake. Yeah, he'll shake your hand. Give him a wink of the third eye. And uh, I'll say, uh, no, uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll send you some beers as we uh, as uh, as I go out the door. Um, but yeah, just keep an eye out for me sending this to you. Okay, but remember, it's half on initiation of contract. So if you're going to send a message telling us you want one of those options, make sure you also send some coin afterwards, else we will not begin. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. For that amount of coin, I'm sure you can hire a courier. PayPal. <laughs> 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 Ye oldie PayPal. <laughs> yeah, paper pal <laughs> <laughs> Okay, is that your uh, business with Kaylin done? That is that is my uh, business done with uh, Kaylin yet. Yep, you're returning home to also go to sleep? I am. Cool, so uh, Tommy's in bed, or getting ready to go to bed, Rogar is en route home to go to bed, and 
Solara wishes to speak to Sophia in private. Um, hi. Hey, what's up? Look, I've been putting off talking to you about this, but um, mostly because I wasn't certain myself on what to do. But uh, given some things today, I think it's kind of made the decision for me. You pregnant? No. Um, I think we need to have a separate talk about that. I don't think you quite understand how things work, and it shows. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I won't tell anyone. Um, yeah. Look, you know, over this last month, I've spent—I've been spending a lot of time at the Temple of Mistra, um, speaking with the Archpriestess and some of the mages there, and kind of basically just trying to get intel off them about things that have happened. And right. So I'm concerned about a lot of things, and it's been somewhat cemented when I saw Rogar come back this morning wearing that weird mask that Tommy used to wear, and we saw him reading that book and look he openly admits to having a hand in what happened in the plane of fire and i know that the archpriestess hasn't just forgotten about that in fact she's going to leave tomorrow morning on well i don't know all the details but she plans to visit some of the druidic sites and talk to the other circles and find out what's going on in their realms and perhaps try stop that corruption bleeding from the plane of fire and she asked if i would come with her oh. and i wasn't going to do it uh, look i wasn't supposed to stay here this long anyway i was supposed to report back to varic spire and i've been putting it off because you know i i like hanging out with you and your friends and everything was fun but i'm really concerned and frankly i think i think i'm being rather derelict in my duties and I'm starting to piece a few things together, and I'm concerned that these big plays that the Illuminated are doing behind the scenes have some link to the destruction of that realm. Like, it's too big to be just a coincidence. What, ancient mages come back from God's knows where, and all of a sudden the plane of fire doesn't exist anymore? Like, you can't tell me you haven't pondered this anytime it gets really heavy i just try and bat it out of my mind yeah i mean i guess that's what i've been doing but um i guess because i feel like I, I don't i can't do anything about it but if you feel like you can actually help in some way i think i can look i've learned a lot with you guys um i'm a lot stronger now than when i first met you all and i think maybe i can help Lauren and whatever she is, she's going to try do, but it means I have to leave tomorrow. Because I mean, she's leaving with or without me. I mean, didn't you want to go to the council meeting? Didn't you want that statue of yourself? Well, I mean, if you could put in a good word for, for me, uh, you know, get make really cool. Um, Tommy said bronze, but I'm always a bit partial to gold. You know, Some diamonds <laughs> on there, really fancy it up. Um, um right. Um, I mean. I totally understand. I really, I really get it. But do you think he'd be back? I mean, my plan would be to return one day. Yeah, I just, it's hard to put a timeline on things. I don't know how long this trip is supposed to be. I mean, I know the Archpriestess has responsibilities here, so I can't imagine she's planning to be gone indefinitely. Don't let do her go. No, do you know where you're going exactly? I think she was going to seek out 
the druids who um, have the strongest connection to the plane of air. She didn't really tell me much more, but I think that was her first destination. Um, okay, I mean, it sounds like you've got your, your mind made up a bit. Yeah. And really, I should report back to the Spire as well. I mean, I've learned a lot. I mean, we came in contact with one of the Illuminated. Like, that's huge. No one's done that for who knows how long. It's very true. And when you first came to us, you did say that was that was the thing, and you've helped us out a lot. I mean, obviously, you've helped us, helped us out immensely. Um, but we'll miss you. Um, it will be in the city, probably. I don't know. Why? Because she's really powerful? Because I'll be sad. Mainly the power. <laughs> <laughs> she's our only magic user. Who knows what she's doing? <laughs> no, what about her Arcana check? <laughs> what about just, just lobbing fucking fireballs at stuff? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll be back. Don't worry. No matter where you go, whether you leave the city or come back here or, I don't know, try to make a life here or whatever, I'll, I'll find you. Don't worry. And she kind of makes her uh, fingers sort of dance with a little bit of electricity and goes, yeah, magic after all. It's very true. Um, Give her something to take with her to remember you by. Like what? I don't know. Oh, actually, um, this might sound a little weird. Can I have a lock of your hair? Um, Sure. Which, from my head? Um, that'd probably be the easiest, yeah. I need a, a good chunk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> don't know um, why I had to say that. I just. I mean, uh, yeah. I know your armpits grow a little long. But... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I dig the old, the earthy vibe you go with. Trust me, it's totally cool, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, hair. It... Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go with toe hair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, as long as you're not going to curse me or something. No, um, if you like, cut off a little bit and hand it to her, she'll tie a little ribbon around to keep it. And goes, no, um, like we were talking about earlier, scrying. It's it's a lot easier if I have something I've directly connected to you, so you know I can check in. Oh, sounds awesome. We should do that. Try and learn like a a spell where we could like talk to each other or something from like long distances. I'll see what I can do. I know there's a few out there. And hey, and she kind of. She takes a small knife and does the same, cuts off a little bit of her hair. Hey, if you want to check on me, here you go. Oh, that's hun- that's lovely, hun. Thank you. I've also got a, bi- a, a a bottle of this, and I give her a bottle of scotch that I've had since, like, before the pod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Good vintage. Yeah, I know, good year. Man. This was... Oh. Uh, are you going to say goodbye to the guys? Um, I'll... Say goodbye to Tommy, he's still awake at the moment. I might not tell Rogar I'm leaving. Ah. Okay. I want you to be really careful, okay? I don't trust what he's doing. And I don't know if he would directly betray you, but I don't think he has any qualms about just leaving you in the lurch. You need to be on your guard. And I don't really know Tommy that well, but he seems like... He seems like the guy who at least stand by his friends, and I thought Rogar was that too, but I think he's getting into bed with things he doesn't understand, and there's going to come a day where they'll make him choose, and I don't think he'll choose you and Tommy. Yeah, I think Tommy and I have had that feeling for a while now. Um, 
we'll watch our backs as long as you well i've got tommy to watch my back and and i'm hoping lauren has yours yeah okay, okay. and um as you guys wrap up in the evenings laura will go say goodbye to you tommy just kind of a she'll explain that she's leaving and kind of ask you to keep hush about it as well all right um yeah i guess so um i mean we'll miss you definitely i think you, you've told sophia right yeah yeah she was the first i told I was going to say, do people not think I'll notice? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not super worried about what the rest of us get up to, generally? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's true. true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it on the down low. Um, good luck, love. Um, do, do you need anything before you go? No. Um, you all set and everything? Yeah, I think I'm good. Well, well, um, safe journey, and genuinely, you will be missed. Not least for being a total fucking badass. <laughs> Thanks, you're uh, pretty badass yourself sometimes. You know that. Cheers. I'll give her a wink. I say, oh, I will get you that statue. Good. And I hope it's first on the agenda. Definitely. <laughs> Forty foot tall, fire from the hands in gold. Maybe two diamonds for the eyes. I will do what I can. That's all I can ask. Can't say fairer than that. Oh, before she leaves, I'm going to say, do you want me to look after your portion of the spoils? <laughs> um, you know what? I think you probably will need it more than I will. So. Yeah, probably. If anyone asks, I've gone to bed. And you two both watch since you're both there. She casts Alter Self on herself. And Ooh. suddenly she looks like regular human you might just see in the street, just a citizen of Varadin. And she goes to leave. Man, I miss being able to do that. <laughs> right, now, was she always altered herself? Or was that... Oh, my mind is tripping now. <laughs> she, she sticks her head back through the door. I was always a half-elf. This is just a spell I can do. Bye! Bye! <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a character that hasn't been abducted or died on us. It's a character that's actually left the party of their own volition. <laughs> <laughs> Entirely because of Rogar's actions. <laughs> Rogar, you cock. I've done nothing to that girl. <laughs> In fact, I gave her a staff. Oh, yeah, she's fucked off for that. I know. <laughs> Stop Thank giving you. people, like, weapons. <laughs> yeah. So eventually Rogar returns. I'm guessing Tommy and Sophia are both in bed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, separately, unfortunately, I think. <laughs> try your look tomorrow night, Tommy. She's a bit sad. I mean, it? yeah, exactly. Yeah, you never know. Go for the rebound. <laughs> Tommy, move. We call him old rebound Tom. <laughs> That's my one move. All right. That's it. That's my game. So you're all going to bed? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Rogar. <laughs> Dreams can come true. <laughs> As you close your eyes in your bed, you begin to dream. You look around you and you're stood in a grand ballroom. It's full of well-dressed people looking like the top of the aristocracy and nobility. All of them are dancing drinking, laughing, having fun, a grand old evening. 
and you look down at yourself and you're also dressed in sort of very fine noble regalia your armor's gone but you reach up to your face and you're still wearing the helm the pallet mask and as you look around you you notice everyone's wearing sort of shades of yellow and you see these large yellow banners hanging from the walls and as the music begins to swell you watch as a woman walks across the dance floor stands in the center and goes oh wanted guests it's time to rejoice and dance our masked stranger has returned and she opens her hand and puts it towards you rogar for a dance i'll take a hand hey, you take your hand and you recognize her of course you do you've known her you've known her your whole life it's just now it's time to finally dance with casilda your feet start to move even without your control as if they're just flowing from the music and the music's now swelling around you and it's just the sounds of a grand party and you're having such a wonderful time and you dance a sort of waltz and the two of you begin to spin around and she's laughing happily and you're just glowing in the moment of pure joy but as you spin round and the pace begins to quicken and the music gets faster reality begins to flicker one moment you see the guests drinking dancing chatting clapping enjoying themselves with casilda in your arms but then the next you see a completely different world you're stood in some sort of open field but there's no grass beneath your feet merely broken shards of bone no flowers just bloody lumps of flesh there's no clear blue sky but instead the heavens are painted a sickly green with a large fracture directly overhead a tear in reality that looks like shattered glass physical shards of sky seem to just hover in suspense near this cosmic wreckage as you continue to dance and twirl you now see grasped within your arms a desiccated corpse whose grip upon you is tight enough to draw blood you no longer circle a grand royal dance floor but a tree made of bodies nailed together into a masked man's grotesque sculpture as reality shifts back and forth over and over the dance ends and you are left on your knees before the tree of flesh you look up at the branches made of flayed arms and see that intact bodies have been hung from them at first their faces and forms are difficult to make out almost covered in a hazy veil but as you strain your eyes and stare closely it feels like your head is splitting open and you feel the mask dig into your flesh tighter and you scream in tremendous pain but the bodies are now recognizable the first one that catches your eye is a body you know well you see the corpse of samuel crem with bite marks torn from his flesh almost as if he's been eaten the second body is familiar to you as well you see maximilian landrin riddled with arrows hung from the tree the third you can see this person but you don't recognize them they look to be an elf in fact it's hard to tell with the lack of blood but from their pale coloration and darkness in their eyes you think it might be a chadakai elf and you see these big deep stab wounds in their chest almost as if they were torn apart with daggers and then the last body that comes into view you see Lorik the man you saw earlier today in his 
giant form, but with the perspective here, he looks just the same size as everyone else. But you see his bruised, dark, red, almost purplish flesh, and that tattered robe he wore, just hanging from the tree, and you see all these small explosions on him that you would recognize after seeing them so often as gunshot wounds. All four bodies have the Whispering Man's symbol carved into their heads, like a black tentacled sun. As you stand there looking at them all, dawning realization coming upon you, you begin to hear something from behind you. You hear almost singing, or at least in some sort of sing-song poetic voice, coming from a little ways behind you. Don't you run and don't you hide Can't you see I'm here to guide Take my hand and walk with me For soon we will be family You need not fear, you cannot cry Stay right here, don't leave my side. We'll sow the seeds and reap the land. As they grow, you'll understand. Maggots facts on rotten flesh, gorged on those who failed our test. Drowned in blood, the earth will bloom. God's lament, this world turned to. As your head turns to see what is making this noise, you feel blood begin to pour from your eyes down the front of the pallid mass as you witness a figure walking across your vision through this field of bone and blood. It appears to be a man, yet to call it human would be just a travesty to mankind. Its tall, thin frame stalks through the field, shards of bone cracking and shattering beneath its feet, its gait reminding you of a predator in the wild, and you can just about make out its features. And I'm going to show you all a picture. Ooh. That's a big sword. On its head, you can see an elaborate helm covered in detailed engravings that stretches up to a thin, flat end. Its body is covered in exquisitely crafted dark grey armor that appears strong but light and flexible. Shoulders are draped in a long black cloak that splits into two pieces and trails behind him. Skin seems to be so pale to be completely bereft of blood and its lipless mouth reveals a set of sharpened teeth. And you can see a long, thin, great sword held in its right hand. The sword appears to be ancient, but has lost none of its luster. A true masterwork of death and destruction. The figure pauses near one of the small lumps of flesh protruding from the bones. A thin, ashen finger extends towards the small red blotch, and you witness the flesh begin to grow. Larger and larger, this lump expands, 
and you see it take on a malformed humanoid shape. The stretched, almost translucent skin of the newly formed monstrosity remains covered in this dark red blood, and the creature is close to four foot tall now, and you see that its belly begins to just bloat. The humanoid thing screams, its piercing shrieks sending shivers down your spine as you watch on in horror as that bloated stomach starts to split open. Its spine snaps backwards into an arch, while the internal organs of this creature pour upwards like a plant growing from fresh soil. After a few nightmarish moments, the screaming ceases, and you are left to behold this aberration admiring its handiwork. What erupted from the poor creature's stomach now resembles a leafless bush. The branch is made of pulsating organs and lined with bone. While you're staring at the result of some crazed mind's fever dream, it takes you a moment to notice that the pale man is now looking directly at you. Its song has stopped. Its lipless face contorts into a sick mockery of a smile, and as it takes a step towards you, your eyes open in just panic. Your heart beating so hard it feels like it could explode. Your memory of that moment seared into your mind. Every time you close your eyes, it's almost as if you can see that man, that thing walking towards you. And that is your dream, Rogan. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Mm. <laughs> Why can't we have a dream of, uh, I don't know, puppies and kittens and... <laughs> Tiger King, you know that, that haunts my dreams. I mean, yeah. Carol Baskin haunts mine. Jesus. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I'm glad it's it's not me having those dreams anymore. Although I do recognise that dream, most of it. Yeah. So. Definitely well, some of it. Not, not, not the Dark Souls boss at the end, but um, <laughs> everything else. Yeah. Although it's interesting you saw the, 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 the bodies on the tree a little bit more than I, than I had. Well, Probably because he's embracing it a bit more than you did. Probably. He's like, Possibly. cool. I've, I've seen... Well, Rogar's seen the bodies before, but... Yeah. Yeah, they weren't them. The, 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 the fourth body interests me. Well, the second, and I really like the second. <laughs> well, I mean, there's the, there's the, there's obviously well, clearly there's one for each of us, but is the last one Alara's? She's technically no longer in the party. Whose who's is that? I don't know. Oh, you mean the shadow guy? Yeah. Well, there's only one way for you guys to find out. Mm. Ask you nicely. Feel the love. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm good. Uh, well, I'll, I'll just be like, "What's up with that?" I didn't have a dream anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Tommy and Sophia slept soundly. Yeah, I had dreams of abandonment. Yeah, but, not you know. that. those are ah, usual, yeah. though. <laughs> that's just that's just that's just me. Uh, well, I hope you enjoyed that session. It's a bit more plot than uh, constantly trying to kill you all. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's nice to mix it up now and again. Yeah. It's nice, nice not to be rolling for our lives for a change. Yeah, it's a fun day. Those, those those sevens I rolled didn't kill me this time, so that was good. <laughs> That's true. 
Ah, well, I'm glad. I hope uh, everyone at home enjoyed as well. If you wish to catch us on another podcast provider, you can, because we're on absolutely all of them. If you wish to get in touch, I am on Twitter at, at @treasonno, and my players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. And if you want to catch up on lore and background and images and things like that, go to our WordPress website, also Gunpowder Treason No Plot, and our Facebook group, Gunpowder Treason No Plot. And I will uh, turn you over to my co-host to say their own little goodbyes. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice, as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art Podcasting and the Lost Art Wrestling Podcast. They're available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LAW Podcast. And maybe one day, I'll be in the Rescar Cafe on Rescar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK, after this pandemic. And as usual, if you want to hear more from me, I'm afraid you can't. But like I have been for the last few, um, here's Kurt telling you a little something about Tommy. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens out there. Uh, it's Kurt here, <laughs> just um, hitting you up with yet another little fact about this cat, Tommy. So, Tommy loves dogs, but hates it when rich people dress them up. Clothes are for people! Also, bizarrely, scared of hamsters. Apparently, it's their beady little eyes that really freak him out. Um, and he isn't actually convinced he can read. He just thinks he's memorized a lot of words. <laughs> <laughs> so I told you, you. I told you. <laughs> Tommy can't read. I've said it all along. He he he's never going to admit that to you, Sophia. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he isn't actually convinced himself he can read. He just thinks he's, he he recognizes words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today, the letter G is going to kill you. With a knoll. Knolls are feral hyena-headed humanoids that attack without warning, slaughter their victims, and devour their flesh. So a bit like Rogar. Damn straight. (laughs) (laughs) Basically the same thing. Rogar is secretly a knoll. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Well, hello there. I'm Dr. Evil, and my minions and I were wondering something. Are you evil? Does it bring you great satisfaction when you see somebody trip? Do you frequently plot the demise of those that have wronged you? Do you associate more with pop culture villains than you do cliche heroes? Does just looking at a do-gooder make you go, ugh? Are you looking for a podcast featuring other like-minded villains who speak about any and all things evil? you answered yes to any of these questions and I have something very, very special for you. A Necessary Evil podcast, part of the Necropodicon Network. We eat, drink, and sleep villainy. Our podcast has everything from villainous plots to tips and advice on how to become a better villain. So come on over. We'll leave the door unlocked. And I might not even booby trap it this time. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.